Welcome to the Marketing Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Barker, and we have Daniel Mingana with us again today. On the last two episodes, we talked about his entrepreneurship journey and why having a clear intention is crucial to finding success in life. Let's pick up the conversation where we left off. Let's talk about, so I want to talk a little bit about, because um, I know you obviously touched on this and some of the content that I've seen you put out there is about mindfulness and mm-hmm. why entrepreneurs should, should focus on mindfulness, right? Because I think mm-hmm. these, I think we've heard these terms as entrepreneurs and, and mm-hmm. well, just as people, right? And being intentional and mindfulness. I think the, that connection between what needs to happen and being able to make that happen is always the disconnect, right? Like, do I read a book? Once again, what do we do? Right? That's always mm-hmm. the thing. It's like, what? And now I think that's where we get into this, thing of like, oh, this is what, you know, Elon Musk does three times every morning before he gets up and starts his day. And this is how you can become a billionaire. And it's like, you know, a 300 word article. And I'm like, I don't think Mm -hmm. those three things are the reason he's a billionaire, but maybe it's because he puts his feet in cold water. I don't know. I mean, that's, who knew that was, I I do that every day. So now I just put my feet in cold water and and I'm 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 still, yeah, exactly. I'm just waiting for the the money to transfer at this point. But Mm -hmm. what is, what is the difference between mindfulness and being intentional? Because I, I think that's always been a disconnect for me. Like, what mm-hmm. is that? What's the differentiator there? So for me, in like, again, cross-sectioning with, with the flow funnel, intentionality is that first step. It sets me off in the right direction. Mindfulness sets me up to actually have the capacity to experience the thing that I want to be intentional about. So let's use success. Um, I, I wanted to stay away from the money exactly, but let's just use the money. Like, I, I want to have a six it's the magic number, $100,000 business, whatever. So my intention is to have a $100,000 business. Just for the record, guys, you're going to be much better off it under going, I want to impact X amount of lives yeah. and allow the 100000 to follow it. Or I want to touch this many people or serve this many people and the money be broke. You'll find you feel better, you feel more fulfilled and people will refer you. It's much better way. But we're just using this number just for, you know, it's a measurable metric, right? So I'm gonna have 100,000. Okay, so that's my intention. Mindfulness can set me up to actually have the internal environment that supports me being able to go out and get that. So it can set me up being able to connect to the emotions of what it would be like for me to have 100,000. It can allow me to overcome the stress and the anxiety around it. It can set me up to work on my limiting beliefs around whether or not I can do it to develop that positive mindset around it. But a lot of people are just being mindful without an intention and, spoiler alert, aren't actually doing any action taking. They do their vision board party every year. They do their meditation every morning. They've got the check on the wall for 100,000. And like, okay, my feet are in cold water and I meditated. Where's my 100,000, right? So mindfulness is a great tool. Intention is a great tool. Action is a great tool. But bring it all together and that's when you're going to see the magic happen. It makes total sense. I think that's the thing. The, the biggest thing, and we've, we've said this, I don't know how many times now, it's just, it, it's going to be work, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's where I think people get in this, the, you know, in their mind of like, you know, I want, why I don't want to do, you know, I don't, I want to, I don't want the nine second ab, I want the six second abs, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I want to do. I just wanted to work out six seconds a day. I'm going to eat mm-hmm. cupcakes and drink beer and do all the stuff that I do. Mm-hmm. And I want my abs, but it's like, well, but what are you doing to, to put in that work? And I think mm-hmm. that is always the missing piece. I think for most people is that, most people don't put in the work. Like I've worked with influencers. I had one of our, one of my influencers that I've worked with that, you know, we got her to $1.6 million selling fitness eBooks. And mm-hmm. she was 
you know, they're fitness eBooks. They weren't anything magical. It wasn't like a super magic pushup that nobody's done or like, this is how you do the, the crunch in the air on your magical floating. It, there was nothing. It was literally just the same workout you could go look at on Pinterest or somebody would have on their <laughs> website for free. Like literally there was no, there was no magic to it. But the thing was, is like, it just comes down to putting in the work. Like that's what mm -hmm. it is. Like if you want a chest, if you did pushups for the next three months and you did 50 a day, you probably have a chest. Like it, hmm. it's not, it, but it's that, that, that next step of putting in that work of making it happen, I think is where people get that disconnect because they, you hmm. always, they want to skip out on some of the steps. I want to get there. How do I get there faster or sooner and stuff like that? And I think that is a, is a, a, a problem with like you, you know, mo there, there's, there's a reason, like, I think with the framework that you guys have put together, there's a reason why there's that framework, right? It's like, mm -hmm. you can't have one without the other. I mean, you can, but you're not <laughs> going to get to where you need to be. And, and right? this is the thing, I just want to just quickly throw in there, not to cut you, but I, because I know that the people that want to just have the thing on the wall, like, but what about infinite possibility? Quantum physics and the quantum field. Yeah. And possibility does not equal probability. Let me say that again possibility does not equal probability. Is it possible that you can just put your feet in water and you become a billionaire? We live in a universe that's been scientifically demonstrated to have an aspect of infinite possibility to it. Yes, but the probability, do you wanna spend the next 40 years with your feet in cold water waiting for that very small probability based on the fact that you've got none of the other pieces going? Or do you want to just spend the next 40 years celebrating and enjoying the life that you've built around you actually just taking some action? It's like, which one do you want? Do you want to go to the mountains and learn to be a yogi for 20 years so you can manifest 100,000 out of your butt? Or do you want to just put some work in now? 100 grand a year, it's $2,000 a week. It's not that big a deal. $8,333 a month, just over $2,000 a week. If you're working five days a week, that's $400 a day of value to put out to the world. It's yeah. not a big ask. And yet we'd rather sit and own about it than to go out there and actually legitimately go and share value and put something of value out into the world and allow people to remunerate you for it. It's bonkers to me. Absolutely yeah, bonkers. It really is. It really is. I mean, I think that's the, that's the hard part is like, is yes. Yeah, so I think the probability thing. Yeah. Is it, is it, can it happen? It, it can. Right. But we look at the probability, right? Like it's like of, of anything I would think of, you know, my good old stats teacher, which I wish I would have paid a lot more attention. Shout out to my old stats teacher. Cause, Shut but it's up. like, yeah, exactly. I, I, I knew you were saying some, some cool stuff. I thought it was just for betting and stuff, but I, I didn't know that it was actually going to maybe, uh, maybe equal something in my life and something where I'd have to pay attention. But, you know, I think that's the, that's the hard part is like when you, you know, really be able to, to once again, is to grind it out and put in that work. Right. Because that's where the that's where the hard part is. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff in my life that I've you know, wanted to do. And, and a lot of the times there's these uphill battles. I mean, in most stuff that we want to do. Right. But mm -hmm. you have to be willing for me. I enjoy that. Like I enjoy that journey of doing something that's uncomfortable and going and trying something new, like going to Florida mm -hmm. with some guy named Andrew that said he did ayahuasca and he had done ayahuasca. Like, <laughs> that's a case in point. Like, I mean, literally was my wife's like, so you're going out to Florida and this guy was actually was a lead that came into my website. Like that's how well we knew each other. And wow. yeah, like it's, I, and when I got there, I literally, I mean, I was looking around thinking this is, this is pretty much where people die. We're not going to, I'm not going to make it out of here because I, I didn't know Andrew <laughs> that well. And so there was a lot of things. Anyways, a lot of growth that happened through not dying and through, through making it through the experience, you know, that's it. Alive. <laughs> that's it. Man. Yeah, exactly. We, yeah, we absolutely shout out to staying alive. So anyways, I, I love that. So what would you, I'm trying to think when we, when we talk about mindfulness, 
-hmm. How has mindfulness helped you as an entrepreneur? I mean, how has that helped mm -hmm. you stay focused in, in what you, the businesses that you've built? Mm -hmm. So again, it just supports the internal environment, right? Mm -hmm. So a daily practice of meditation keeps my mind focused, keeps me sharp. The entrepreneurial journey is not an easy one. It's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. it, I don't know what percentage of businesses go out of, they don't make it through three years. Like a lot of people don't, they don't make it. And in yeah. the, the current climate where things are interesting and people are running towards entrepreneurship and owning their own business, it's like, maybe you're not built for it. Yeah. Maybe you're not. But one of the ways that you can support you dealing with the challenges that do show up in entrepreneurship is having mindfulness practices. Things like meditation, um, breathwork's great for anxiety and dealing with challenges and dealing with the pressure that shows up every day. Um, maintaining a positive outlook in the face of ups and downs. Like a lot of people are going into a completely new world. Mm. You've been a house cat. Like you get that paycheck every two weeks or once a month. That's not happening in entrepreneurship. If you don't get out in these yeah. streets, you're not getting, you're not eating. I can, I can confirm that. So I've always been an entrepreneur, like, like literally forever. Right. And I think that's one of the hardest things that people don't realize is like becoming an entrepreneur, it becomes difficult, right? Like what, I think what people don't realize is that the, you know, we talked about that journey. There's always this, this journey of entrepreneur, what people think is like from this line to this line, but really what it is, it's a squiggly line, right? It's just things that happen. Um, to be able to become an entrepreneur, the, the, the things you have to deal with, I always tell entrepreneurs, because I do a lot of consulting for small business administration here in, in, in the United States, um, and I always tell them, listen, if it was easy, then everybody would be doing it, right? And, and, right? I mean, that just comes down to some of the things that it's, it's going to be difficult as an entrepreneur, but the thing is, is you just got to, you got to know, you know, are you, are you built for that? Right. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Like, do you have, are you going to be able to take some punches and be able to get back up? Because it's going to happen over and over and over. And there'll be a point where hopefully you can sell your business and you sell it for your millions of dollars or whatever you want to do. But to get to that point, there's going to be a thousand right turns, left turns and pivots and this, that and the other. You're going to rock bottom. You're going to come back up. I mean, people are, we're not built for that. I mean, we're not trained for that. Right. Like it's like nobody says, hey, to be an entrepreneur for the most part. It's, it's the, you know, you just see the, the upside. Like I took a class, this was, I won't tell you how many years ago, but a long time ago in college, it was an entrepreneurship class. And the crazy part about that was the teacher said, okay, why do you want to be an entrepreneur? And I remember the students were saying, and I'd already been an entrepreneur and they're like, well, I, I just don't want to have a boss. And they're like, okay, but if, you know, if you like, like this girl wanted to own a restaurant, like would be on a restaurant, like every person that walks in that restaurant is your boss. Because they're always going to have suggestions and this and want to get a hold of you. And we had a problem, the server did this. And see, so those are all going to be your bosses. Well, yeah, and I, I just want to open a restaurant and then like, you know, just, yeah, collect my money. I want to collect money and then go golfing. Okay. So you, somebody else is running your restaurant and I'm pretty sure they're going to be stealing from you at this point because you're not going to be running your own business. And so there's just, I think it comes down to this thing of like being an entrepreneur. And I love that because you touched on this earlier is about how you talk about the ups and downs. Mm hmm Right. Like, I think that's what it is, is like talking about you talk about the ups and downs of the good things that you've done, the bad things you've done. Once again, this that journey, because I think that's important because we're not always mindful. We want to be right. And we're not always like in the present moment. And it sometimes becomes difficult to do through, you know, whatever through investing or things that we've done. So I love that. I love I love how honest you are about, like I said, about how you know the things you should be doing. But once again, 
there's the ups and downs that become challenging. And I think you talk honestly about that. And I love the fact that you do that. Mm. And like you said, most in here, I think there might be a little bit of a lag. Huh? Can you hear me now? Yeah. So, and like we discussed, the average multimillionaire has lost everything twice. I know that's not even a squiggle. That's a wipe everything out and just your line just disappears. A hundred percent. And that's what's crazy. Like to think that that, and can most people handle that? Like mentally, not only once, but twice. I mean, that takes perseverance, right? Like that's just not, a lot of people aren't built for that. Like when you lose everything, that's, mm-hmm. you know, that is, because our, our backgrounds are very similar. I had a business that I built up to $25 million that got taken from me, which is a whole nother, I don't, we don't have enough time on the podcast today to talk about everything that happened there. But it was a $25 million business that I was just about to sell and it got swiped out from underneath me. And so that's mm-hmm. like, and that was like, next day I'm like, man, what just happened? Like I literally just lost millions of dollars overnight. Um, and a lot of people don't know that story about me, which is a whole nother conversation, but it is, it's an interesting thing to be brought down back to square one and to be like, man, like what is going on right now? Like, this is just, this is crazy. You know, it's like one of those deals. What did I talk about? Like, how do you kind of want to talk about that a little bit? I can imagine that, you know, during a pandemic with all the things that are going on in the world, it becomes a little difficult to to kind of stay focused, like give us, how were you able to like during the pandemic, how were you able to like stay mindful? Um, first and foremost, I think it comes down to the general viewpoint I've got on life, which is that none of us are getting out of this alive, so don't take it all so seriously. <laughs> I love that, right? Because we're not, the last time I checked, nobody's lived forever. Unless you're Elon Musk, I think if you put your feet in cold water, I think that yeah. does postpone it for 10 years, I think is the, yeah. you, what get, I've heard. You'll get some you'll get some years on that. But none of us are getting out of this alive. And if you focus on what matters and how little control, not creative capacity, but control we have over the things already in motion. And that actually, if we deploy our energy more deliberately and intentionally to how we deal with the things that have happened and put more of our focus in what we're doing now into what is going to happen, then you can win at life. But if you're running around trying to control what your government does, what your local governor does, what this person does, what that person does. Look at what you can control. So for me, Mm. where do you live? The UK was really, really battered, battered. Like people were going into really deep depression, stuck in their homes, blah, blah, blah. Couldn't get food, couldn't get toilet paper. I made a choice to be, to stay somewhere where. And then also, I've developed a habit of being responsible for my life over time. So Mm. when all the challenges around COVID kicked off, I wasn't looking for somebody to save me. I'd already been cultivating a a way of doing things, a way of living that was, okay, what can I do? How can I Mm. do that here? So if people take this as an opportunity to say, hang on a minute, my government just do their best, regardless of what your political standing is. I genuinely believe a lot of people, they're just trying to do their best. Maybe some of them have a political agenda about getting reelected. Guess what? That's their job. It's their job to get reelected. So they're probably going to have some kind of ulterior motive. But they're probably just trying to deal with the fact that, I mean, tens of millions, hundreds of millions live in the US. 
hundreds of millions of people losing their minds. Let's just, what can we do? Ah, right, <laughs> that's it. And try and get reelected at the same time. Instead of waiting for them, what can I do? How can I show up to make sure that my bases are covered and I can make it through this time? There's magic there. Magic there that if deployed can mean that when the next pandemic comes, whatever it is, it might not be a medical pandemic, it could be an economic pandemic like we saw in 2008, you can be resourced to navigate it and actually make it through. And I think that's, and I, I love that. So, you know, my mom talked heavily about this. And what I mean by that is that, you know, she talks about what are you, what are you in control of? Like, what do you have power mm -hmm. over, right? Like, because you can't, the political thing, once again, whether you're Democrat, Republican, or doesn't matter what you're, I don't care what, whether, yeah, whatever, green, green yeah. Whatever. Yeah, like what, whatever you want to, whatever you resonate with. But at the end of the day, it's like you, you, I mean, that's when I, because I'm not a heavy political person, like I'll have conversations with people. But for me, I just, I look at my environment. I look at the people that are around me. I look at things that I can control, right? That I can, you know, people are like, oh, but what happens if this happens? Well, then mm -hmm. I'll just do this. Like for me, it's not like, it's not something that like, you know, I look at it like there is, these are things that I have within my realm that I have some type of control over. And so those are the things that I focus on. I can't, I can't tell you what president this or president that or chancellor this or chancellor that like what they're going to do right because i don't really have control over that like i can vote for this and have some power there i get that but at the end of the day it's like i i don't really have control over that right and, and i can stress out about that every day i can look at it i can read about it oh my god and cause me anxiety and all the other fun stuff that would go along with that trying to you know get grasps of what going what's going on or i can just say you know what these are the things that I'm in control over. These are the things that I can look at and I can, you know, go and, and have a, a say and I can be empower, empower myself by, you know, taking control of that. So I think that's, I think it's important for people to realize, like if you're out there looking at third party stuff that you have no control over, you're going to lose your, you're going to lose your mind trying to control 100%. that. 100%. Yeah, like it just, it just doesn't make any sense. And as an entrepreneur where again, you're not a house cat anymore. Like you're yeah. out in these streets like looking yeah. for the through the dustbins or whatever <laughs> right it's like literally and if you're spending all that time that should be spent out serving people at the highest level and finding ways to solve problems if you're spending all that time complaining about who may or may not be sitting in a house of a different color right a white house or whatever or a naval was it naval observatory where the other one lives or you know what this person do or what's happening on instagram or what kylie jenner's doing or what if you're doing that then you're not present and available to do something about you taking care of what you need to take care of which yeah, just makes yeah. no sense at all nobody's going to do it for you no they're not because nobody because all they're going to do is they're going to you got to care about yourself and you got to take control of what you need to take control over and it's not going to be easy but you gotta you know if you're living you know i always you know always talk about people living rent free in your mind and if they're living rent free in your mind it's like you got to really take a look at that and say okay is this uh, you know, is there anything good happening from this, right? That's what I look at. Is this, is this making me happier? So it's getting me closer to what I want to be as a, exactly. as a human being, as a, you know, father, dad, whatever it may be. So, well, Daniel, this was awesome, man. Like I said, I knew this was going to be a fun interview with you. I know, I know your personality ahead of time, and I knew we'd be able to ask you some good questions. You'd be able to help us with, you know, thinking things, being mindful and, and intentional. Um, so I do have a few, like we call it the fun section. I'm not, like I said, I always say this, not that we didn't have some fun before this. Yeah, no, you got to get ready, get loose, my friend. Cause this is where it really, this is where all the fun happens. Um, if you could travel to one place in the world for free, where would it be? And, uh, where would, and, and where would you go? I want to go to Antarctica, really see if there's a hole that goes into the center of the earth. 
Mm, I heard rumors about that. It goes really yeah. deep. Does it go to China? No, I well, don't know if it um, stops. It? Bird, Admiral Bird wrote some papers apparently, and maybe there's aliens there. I don't know. I watched mm. some stuff on Amazon. There's some really weird documentaries on Amazon Prime about that. Um, and my son just screamed his approval of that as well. So yeah, that's what yeah. I do. I want to go to Antarctica, to the place where you're not allowed to go and see if I can get in and if there is really a hole or aliens. I don't know. I want to go. Thank you, Daniel, for joining us. It's been a pleasure to have you here. If you're listening to the podcast and like what you hear, make sure you subscribe and please write a review to tell us what you like about the podcast. Next week, we'll bring you tips and advice from another marketing leader. So stay tuned for more interesting insights and industry trends. 